I'm Kaitel. And I'm Joe. And we're the United Mates. Back in our school days, a shared passion for football brought us together as best friends. Today, we're separated by an ocean. I live in our hometown, London. And these days, I live in LA. But we still enjoy nothing more than chatting about the beautiful game. So we started a podcast. Join us. A few more old mates from school here and there. And new friends too from the world of professional football and beyond. This is the United Mates Football Podcast. Hello, welcome and welcome back to the United Mates Football Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Kaitel. Sadly, my co-host Joe can't be here for this podcast. He was really looking forward to this because, as we do, usually we have a very special guest on today's show. He's a former French youth international and was also once a treble winner for Liverpool. Since the end of his playing days, today's guest has turned to coaching. He's even managed Rangers women's football team in Scotland, where he's currently a coach in Dundee's Academy. We welcome Gregory Vignol to the United Mates football podcast. Greg, it's a pleasure to have you with me on the podcast. Thank you very much for being our guest. And how's it going, mate? My pleasure. Good evening. It's very, very good to have you on the podcast. And um, whenever we have a guest on the podcast, we like to start by posing an icebreaker question to the group. And uh, if memory serves correctly, you scored a goal at one of the clubs that you played for, the Saints Southampton, with, with a broken arm at the time, apparently. So yeah. one, I guess, is that true? Yeah. I think I scored five. <laughs> yeah, and you had a broken arm for I all five? Up, yeah, yeah, against, against Norwich. And uh, so I had an operation straight away after the game. Uh, it looks pretty bad, you know, but uh, I went back to France uh, to ask for a special roster to play. Um, so I've been allowed, you know, by uh, the FA and the, and the referees. And funny enough, uh, I think I had three or four penalties in a row. <laughs> wow. So, so, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah? So, but I played uh, with a um, with plaster until the end of the season. So, so yes, but sometimes you have to be tougher. So. Yeah, well, yeah, you you can be tough. I'm not very tough. I, I don't know if I could have played with a broken arm, but it sounds like in some ways it was kind of good luck for you to break the arm because you scored so many goals yeah. afterwards. Could it, be, it could have been more dangerous, but I think the risk does. Yeah, no, luckily it wasn't too sinister. But on the subject of the icebreaker questions and speaking about breaking things, today's icebreaker question, taking it away from football for a minute, is what's something expensive that you've broken not a bone in your body, just just an object, maybe, or anything uh, that you've broken that you wish you didn't break. So I'll go first. I'll give you a minute to to think about it. And actually, mine was um, re- revolving around football and uh, me being a kid at home. We had a, a room with a lot of expensive furniture in it and these nice lamps at home back in London where I grew up. And I remember kicking a football and breaking these lamps and my mom got very, very upset with me. <laughs> so that's a memory that I have of breaking something kind of expensive um what about you can you think off the top of your head that maybe the last time or something uh, it's no breaking it's no breaking it's um losing i, I lost my um wedding ring oh so so after the game and i couldn't find it so that's i think the worst thing so my wife wasn't too happy yeah <laughs> no this. i can imagine that she wouldn't be too happy so, <laughs> so it was a it was a 
a really nice one, but that's life. I still married it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> again, so, a happy ending. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we both sort of managed, I guess, to relate to football. You you lost your ring after a football game. I broke something with a football. So we'll, we'll, we'll take things yeah. back to football now. And yeah. again, we like to always ask our guests about kind of their childhood and, and the relationship that they had with football, how they became interested in football, um, who they looked up to when they were a youngster and, and how they got involved um, in playing. What, what are your memories growing up in Montpellier playing football and becoming a football fan and a player? But Montpellier, Montpellier was, uh, was something special for me. You know, it's my town when I grew up, you know, in my area. When I started to play football uh, and I spent 10 years at the academy, uh, I've been, you know, captain in the 12 until the, until the reserve, uh, winning trophies, you know, winning the Euro with France, you know, and um, and uh, I played, uh, I played only half an hour with Montpellier before to be sold to Liverpool uh, against Marseille. But um, no great memories, you know, still my clubs in my town. I hope I will manage this club one day because uh, because I've got all my family, you know, friends over there. So. I think it would be nice, uh, but now, uh, now I am in the list, so step by step. And Montpellier obviously had their success probably, well, getting towards around maybe 10 years ago um, with Olivier Giroud and Yunus Belhanda mm-hmm. and Yango Mbiwa, really, really good team. As an Arsenal fan, we took Giroud, so I'm, I'm pretty thankful in some ways for Montpellier. And you mentioned as well, you mentioned Liverpool, you mentioned Marseille, you played for Liverpool, Marseille. Um, is somewhere where you spent some time coaching as well. And hopefully you will end up coaching at Montpellier, your hometown club. I actually think we'll ask you a bit more about, about coaching and your intentions with that a bit, a bit later on. But before we speak about Liverpool, you obviously played for your hometown Montpellier in the academy, but you also represented France at the youth level at a time when the French football team was kind of like, everyone was envious of them because, you know, they just won the World Cup in 98. They won the Euros in 2000. Um, and in 2000, you also would get your hands on some silverware for France. You won, I think it was the under 18 uh, euros. So my yes. question for you, Greg, is just kind of what was it that was happening in France at the time and in the years leading up to 98 and to 2000 that kind of brought about the success? And, and then for you, how exciting was it as a young footballer to be a part of that success? I think we had um, some great generation um, with winning mentality. Uh, I think the, the job has been done, you know, at the academy, uh, you know, from the coaches. Uh, it was, I think, a different mentality, um, maybe a different generation, and, uh, and that's why I think we, we did so well. Uh, I think France were winning everything at this time uh, during this period, and of course, as a young player, we were looking, you know, uh, the, the first team. So, so Zidane, uh, Lizarazu, Joel uh, Kaev, all the, the massive players, you know. And uh, and uh, the, the 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 way the FA work, I think the French FA as well at Clairefontaine. Uh, before with Gerard, before Gerard left, you know, to go to Liverpool, I think it has been an amazing job. Uh, and I see you, you see you see at the end the results. So so yeah, I think credit credit to to, to all these people because um, first first I think first and foremost, uh, these people love the game. So, so they give you everything back, you know, and as a young footballer, I think it was, it was amazing. 
like they say that French is the language of of love. So it makes sense that these mm. people would all love football as well. And someone who you mentioned, Gerard Houllier, would be the manager of Liverpool. And in 2000, after you had your little cameo at Montpellier that was enough to attract the interest of Liverpool, you would join Gerard Houllier over there. So how much of an impact was Houllier in you sort of making the decision to move to, to Anfield? Uh, Gerard, Gerard, uh, until the end, he has been for me more than a manager, you know, and uh, right from the start, you know, the first day when I met him, because I should go to have Barcelona, Celta Vigo and Paris Saint-Germain, and Liverpool came straight after the final on the next day, so I am on my way to, to Spain, and I had a phone call from uh, from Gerard, he uh, was talking to my agent, to say, you stop the car, you go back to Montpellier. The, 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 you got the, the flight tickets ready to go, so I'll meet you in Paris in two hours. <laughs> so, so it was crazy, but uh, I met Gerard you know, in Paris, and um, uh, he told me about you know, the Liverpool project, the, 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 the DNA, you know, the, the, the club DNA, the culture, the mentality, and everything. And, and I was watching you know, Eric Cantona on TV uh, when I was young, so, so, so it was a dream for me to go to, to, to England and play in England, and how you can refuse the Liverpool football club. Uh, this time I was young, you know, on fire, and uh, and uh, and uh, after the meeting, I had uh, five minutes, you know, alone to think about, okay, what what, what I should do, and I just say, okay, just crack on because uh, because I knew from the start it would be an amazing um, uh, project. You mentioned um, Eric Cantona and looking up to him as a kid. Did you ever flip up the collar and have the Cantona collar? You know, Cantona played for Montpellier for the first team. So, so I was watching Eric, you know, this other, other training when I was youngest. But um, yeah, I think he has been one of the first one you know, to introduce the French player. You know, regarding the Premier League. So, so I spoke a lot about this with Gary Mack as well because Gary Mack played with him at Leeds. So, so after everybody knew knew Eric, you know, and I think it was easier for for the French players to, to come and play in England. David Ginola, of course, has been a massive success, you know. Um, but I think Eric play 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 one of the big part. Yeah, definitely a groundbreaker in the early kind of Premier yeah. League days to bring foreign footballers to uh, mm. to the Premier League to make it the product that it that it now is. And on Julier, the late Gerard Julier, who sadly as you kind of reference, is no longer with us anymore. Um, but under him, you would, in your first season at Liverpool, achieve, in, you know, kind of unparalleled success, go on to win the treble of the Worthington Cup, the FA Cup, and of course, in a kind of crazy 5-4 win over Alaves, the, the UEFA Cup. W- what are your memories of that season? Because it must have been, you know, first big move in, in football, move to a foreign country, play for a big club at a high level. Um, what was that time like for you? No, it was it was crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean it's true because uh, I think when 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 you are living you know your country and you're going abroad you know for massive cup like this, I'm speaking you know 20 years ago. Uh, you know uh, Liverpool, you know uh, strong city, you know a strong accent. Uh, it's really dark, you know, during the winter and uh, the weather. So the, the, the new culture, the it's it, it's really really tough, really difficult, you know. And uh, where you are living so young, but what 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 a story! What a, I mean, uh, I spent three years over there, and uh, and I remember uh, like 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 it was yesterday, you know, because because uh, the, the 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 passion, the desire, the commitment, you know, from from everyone, uh, it's it's amazing, amazing. 
and the fans and Anfield and you will never walk alone and everything around the club. So it has been tough, uh, of course, the first six months because uh, <laughs> it was brand new for, for me, you know, and my girlfriend. But, you know, week by week, you know, day by day, um, I felt, you know, more stronger and, uh, and I did my time. So, so nobody, you know, can take away, you know, everything, you know, from me. I mean, winning trophy and playing for Liverpool, is, it's massive. It's massive. It is massive and they're a massive club and you talked about the mm. fan base and you'll never walk alone. It's iconic. They're, they're kind of infamous for their, their level of support. Do you have any memories of that one day in particular? The, the, the best memory, I think, uh, will be uh, the, the first game, the first one at home, uh, because uh, uh, you, you, can, you cannot imagine when I knew I would start the game. <laughs> 24 hours before, you know, when Java told me I would start, I was, wow, not panicking, but, you know, so exciting. Uh, playing Anfield, you know, and uh, in front of the fans, you know, against West Ham, you know, against Harry Regnard side. Lampard, Defoe, Sinclair, you know, so big team as well, big players. And uh, I think I think that's the best memory. I think it's always maybe, from, from my part, I think it's, uh, it's always the first one. And... Uh, and I think it looks like you are unstoppable, you know. Uh, I stopped the game and I, I said, I'm not tired, you know. So maybe because I was young, but but I think we won four, 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 four nothing or five nothing. And uh, it was a massive game, you know, typical English weather, you know, dark, raining a little bit, you know, lights on, uh, full house. So, yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, you would go on to play for Harry Redknapp um, eventually uh, at Portsmouth a little bit later on, which I think we'll we'll probably chat about uh, a little bit. But I actually have a question from from Joe, who, as I mentioned, my co-host, he can't be here, but he wanted to ask you, Greg, about still your time at Liverpool, where you would have four loan spells at um, Bastia back in France, as well as Rennes, uh, and then Espanyol and Rangers. But in particular, the final one at Rangers presumably was maybe the most memorable or at the very least kind of the most successful because Rangers won the double, which was the league title and then the, the Scottish League Cup. And you made 30 appearances in that 0405 season. It's kind of hard, I guess, to compare successful times in your career and, you know, Scottish football to English football, but being a big part, making so many appearances for Rangers, did this feel on a personal level maybe more special for you than the the treble success at Liverpool or, or how did the two moments kind of compare? You know, uh, Rangers is a massive club. Um, you know, and, and I spoke about this with Steven Gerrard, you know, when, when he was a manager. It's a huge club. The expectation is so high, you know, week in and week out. Uh, the demand from the fans are so high as well and uh, you, you, must, you must be a winner, uh, winning mentality and uh, and uh, if you have looked at the, 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 the past, you know, the history from this club, uh, they are winning everything. Uh, so, so, so the pressure is, pressure is really high. So, and you know, you, you have to win everything away because uh, the title most of the time would be played between Rangers and Celtic. So, so the whole film as well, the whole film is uh, the first time I played the whole film. I think I've been lucky to play first and foremost in England and to play, you know, Derby or Everton or Manchester United, you know, this type of game or Champions League game because uh, the pressure for the whole family is unbelievable. 
I had the chance to play you know, a few derby in my career, but this one, oh my god, uh, it's it's a massive the, the expectation, you know, and the, uh, it's it's the demand that's so high, you know. So no, what what a great experience! I wanted to stay. I had a meeting, you know, with with Rafa Benitez, with Rafa, you know, in Liverpool, because I did so well, and uh, Paco was looking at me, you know, the uh, through the season. And uh, so I was in talk to Rafa and say, what we do? I come back, I go, I stay, you know, it's, it was a tough difficult situation for, for everyone because, uh, because I was 24 years old and, uh, and I played so well, you know, during the, the, my Spanish Rangers. So, so we wasn't too sure. And I, w- I wanted to stay because when I had a chat with Alec McLeish, um, I just said, boss, I just want to stay. Uh, so... Oh, I stay where I go back to Liverpool, but we have to find a solution really quickly. Unfortunately, the, the club couldn't reach an agreement. And uh, I went back to Liverpool and after, uh, after I mean, uh, I'm left to go to, to Portsmouth. So, but what a great memories in Rangers, you know, the fans. And I'm still living in Glasgow, you know, I've got my house in Glasgow. And it's like Liverpool because, uh, like I said, I've got, uh, I have, you know, my heart is half from Liverpool and half from Rangers because. Uh, my kids are born in Liverpool, you know, I spent so many years in Liverpool. Now I'm living in Glasgow, I've got my house in Glasgow. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's tough, huh? but uh, no, I just, just love uh, the both club. But Rangers uh, has been honestly uh, really good, really good year. It sounds like the culture around football in the UK was a perfect match for you and what you were looking for. Yeah. I just wonder, have you reflected, you mentioned um, interest from Barcelona, uh, from Celta Vigo at the time that you joined Liverpool. At that stage in your career, do you think that the Premier League and English football was the best fit for your style of football? And do you ever think maybe what it might have been like had you gone into La Liga or another top European league? I think so. I think um, the way I am, who I am, you know, and uh, my mentality and uh, my game, uh, I think you. Right from the start, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, playing La Liga is massive as well. But uh, I think the English football were more comfortable for me uh, because, you know, when you like to go forward, you know, when you like to be like an attacking full, fullback as well, I think it's, it's better uh, to go and play in the UK because of the style of, of play, the style of the, the game. And... Uh, and I was tough as you know, one game one. So I got a memory. The first game I played uh, in, in Spain, uh, I've been sent off red card. <laughs> uh, I think if I do the same one in England, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll stay on the field. <laughs> you know. So this is an example. But uh, no, yes, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. I think the the English football were more suitable for for me. We- stuck around in England because, um, you know, after your five years with Liverpool, like you mentioned, you moved to Portsmouth. Um, and again, similarly, like at, at Anfield, when you joined under Houllier, the manager at Fratton Park was another fellow Frenchman, uh, Alan Perrin. Um, yeah. Was that something as well, besides wanting to stay in England, that again motivated you to, to join Portsmouth? Uh, but when, when it's simple, because I had a phone call, um, I mean... I went to Ajax and Feyenoord because Ruth Gullit wanted to send me after I had Ruth Gullit on the phone um, after my time at Rangers and Ruth wanted to sign me. So I went, you know, to Feyenoord uh, and Ajax uh, had Atletico made a few, few, you know, few phone calls. But Alain called me and uh, he said to me, look, uh, uh, 
I would be the next sports manager and I'm, I would be with Christophe Galtier and I knew Galtier from Bastia because he used to be the assistant manager from Gérard Gilly. And, uh, and uh, so I had a chat with, with both, you know, with them and I said, okay, look, uh, because you are playing Premier League and I would be really happy you know, to get back into the Premier League. So if you can find an agreement with Liverpool, I will, I will take the flight, you know, and I will, I will send for you. So, so, so that's why I went to Portsmouth. Unfortunately, Alain has been sacked, you know, after five, five months or six months. And Harry came. So that's part of the football, you know, and you have to move on. Yeah. Like you said, these things kind of happen. Certain managers have different visions and sometimes you fit in and I, other times you don't. But after a season at Pompey, you would return to France um, to play for Lens. Um, which actually makes you the, the second former Lons player that we've spoken to after Franck Drew, who randomly is yeah, also Frank. also a left back. So I guess we have a, a thing for left backs um, who played for, for Lons. We played, but... uh, we, we played together at Birmingham. So... Oh, right. That would have ended and up. Like Mac- yeah, and, and then McLeish. Yeah. So, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to, to Lons where I won the, the, the title. Uh, and uh, it's been a tough year. Um, I think it's always difficult when you play in England and you want to go back to France, uh, I think if you have looked the most of the players, I think they found difficult. I've got in my mind um, uh, one or two players and not only maybe from England, but if you look at the same for Bichente Lizarazu, you know, when he left Bayern Dominic and he went back to France, it was difficult. So I think that's, that's, that's something you have to, to, to think. Uh, but look, I won, a, won another trophy with Lance, and it has been a great experience as well, you know. So, before to go back to to the Premier League, yeah, definitely not easy to just jump into Liga. Even you know, you could argue that Messi isn't necessarily lighting it up right now. No disrespect to the guy, yeah. um, we just might have expected him to, to take to the league a little quicker. But after Lance, you would play for yeah, a few more clubs. You talked about the Premier League, you know, one of the clubs. Um, that you played for um, up there was Birmingham, but you'd also play for for Southampton as, as well. Um, we talked about that earlier. You scored a few goals over there. In fact, that's, I think, where you had um, your best goals to game club. ratio. A great club, Southampton. Yeah, I really enjoy my time. I'm sure the really nice fans from uh, your time at Portsmouth will will probably yeah give you some some stick about the, the move to Southampton, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it no, is what it is. because Portsmouth is the same. Pompey, you know, Pompey, Pompey is, is a tough place to go. I will enjoy my time over there, but but you know uh, that's life. Sometimes you know uh, I have the chance to play for the both club, but Fratton Park is a tough place to come and win. I'm telling you something that's for sure. And uh, and um, it's uh, <laughs> that's life. You know, sometimes you 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 don't have to, you don't have the choice or you have the choice, but uh, I have the, the the chance to play for both clubs. So I will enjoy it. No, two great clubs. And, you know, we spoke about, you know, you've had a lot of great experiences. You played in a lot of different leagues. You played in Germany, you played in France, you played in Spain, you played in England, you played in Scotland. But just your final club that you played for um, before hanging up your boots was um, was a club back in your home, well, near your hometown in France. It was AS Belzier. Um, and I believe that's only, I think, like a, an hour's drive away from Montpellier. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, you wanted to go home, huh? This one, uh, but you know, I had massive injury. Uh, I had my LC ligaments, you know, and a double operation, two meniscal. So I tried to, to come back, you know, and uh, I went back to France, you know, uh, 10 months uh, to do the recovery. I went to play, you know, in, in, in Greece. Um, had um, like a 
player coach role, you know, as well uh, with another club. Uh, but the b- busier one was more at the end of my career, you know, and uh, I knew the because I was friends with the, with the coach, and I tried to help him, you know, uh, with the young players. Uh, the, the the chairman was a friend as well, so it was more, you know, to be like a coach player, you know, and try to help the young player as well to to understand the game, you know, and uh, and these kind of things. Um, so so just just to 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 get the time, you know, to prepare my mind, um, just to say, okay, that's 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 the end, you know, that's the end of the world, and uh, it will stop. It's always difficult because you know uh, you are not prepared. Uh, to stop your to play football, but uh, because especially uh, you know after massive injuries, sometimes you can you have two or three years contract and just finishing you know easily, and, or maybe you you just decide to 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 change and to get a new life. But I had to stop because of the injury, so I wasn't ready because I was a fit player, and uh, but. That that's that that that's the life. So I just decided to go to Bézier, you know, um, a full year with Xavier Collin, who now managing League One in France, and um, just you know to to prepare my 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 mind to start football, to play football. It's yeah, a real shame that an injury kind of played a big role in in the end of of, of your career. But on Bézier, um, you know, we we said it's it's very close to to Montpellier, yeah. um, and at Montpellier. You um, would coach in the reserve setup, but before the injury, were you ever considering play, um, being a coach, being a manager? Is that something you knew kind of deep down that you wanted to to carry on doing, or was it just kind of the injury happened and then some new opportunities came your way and you took them? No way, because I started my uh, my badges. Um, I was, I think, twenty years old. You know, I take my time step by step, and. Uh, and uh, I knew one day I would be a coach. Um, I always said, you know, uh, I wanted to ten years coaching before to do my and to pass my pro license. So I was playing for Bézier, but I was coaching, you know, my small village at a small time, as at the same time, you know, Palavas. So it's a, you know, on the sea coast, you know, Midian coast, you know, it's a, ten minutes from Montpellier. So I spent four years over there. Um, after I went to Montpellier with the reserve, I had a phone call from Rangers. So I left to go to, to, to Rangers, you know, uh, working for the academy, working for the first team men's and the, and the women's. But I always, you know, um, said you have to prepare, um, I have to prepare myself, you know, and uh, do the badges because it was so important. And uh, and this is why now I'm, I'm targeting my pro license. I'm doing um, a new a new diploma with, with the French FA right now, the CEAB. Um, so it's like kind of um, specific, you know, defender coach, like the American football, you know, to be like an expert for the for the defenders. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm preparing myself, you know, for 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 the big one, for the big day. Try to get, you know, experience, you know, and um, that's why I went, you know, to Marseille as well, you know, as a coach academy last year, um, and now back to back Dundee. So, so great experience. Now I feel ready. So, so we we'll see. Uh, where I would be uh, one or two years time. Yeah, I think I, I might put you on the spot and and ask about your goals for for the future in, in just a minute. But something I did see on your Twitter, it might have been that specific defending course that you were talking about, a picture of you with some other ex-pros. I think the players that I recognized in the picture, 
was another yeah. former Portsmouth player, Frederick Piquion. Bernard Mendy, who played for Bolton, Paris Saint-Germain. Bernard Mendy, the right back. Uh, Frédéric Piquion as well. And I think uh, the rest of the, the guys uh, played in France, but never played in, uh, in England. So yeah, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's good. It's always good, you know, to... to, to we started with... I think we started, we started last, last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been to Paris, uh, to Clairefontaine, you know, um, for a week. I'm going back in February and in May. But I think it's always important to learn, you know, uh, some things to get better. That's my point of view. Um, and uh, because after, you know, you have to be ready because uh, when you are on the bench and uh, you're managing the first team level, you don't have time. It's it's a crazy world. So that's something Gerard already, Gerard already told me, you know, before he passed away. He said, okay, you want to be a manager, but it would be like this and like that. So soon you have to think about everything, you know. Because you won't sleep anymore. <laughs> no more, no more holidays. Just pressure, you know. He said ninety percent will be trouble, ten percent will be happiness. So, wow, it's definitely a labor of love. Um, but it's good, and I couldn't agree more that you have to always be learning, and you definitely have a lot of good knowledge. And as a coach these days, you're in a position to pass that knowledge on, which is great. And speaking of coaching, you mentioned um, at Glasgow Rangers, you know, a city and a team that you're you're close to. You still live there. Um, and you mentioned the women's team that you would be the, the head coach for. And obviously women's football mm-hmm. more recently has just been growing in popularity. Did you kind of notice that during your spell as the, in charge of, of Rangers women up in Scotland? And, you know, Rangers, yeah. the men's team get so much support. Does the women's team also get some good support? Yes, but, you know, uh, this one had, had a phone call from the club, you know, from, from Mark Allen. Um, before the French World Cup in you know, France uh, to prepare the project. So, so I said yes, because um, so of course it's difficult to say no to your club. But I think it was a good project. So about the first one, you know, to put the project, you know, in place as a full-time, you know, players, uh, first team, you know, first Scottish professional team, uh, I'm talking about the women's. Uh, so, so yeah, the project looks good. So that's why I said yes. And uh, we did really well. Eh? We did really well. Uh, through the season, um, we reached a semi-final, you know, the, the, the Scottish semi-final cup, uh, finished fourth in the league. But uh, I've been, I've been, it's funny because I've been contacted by Paula Rain uh, this summer to be the, the, the manager. Uh, the, the, had meetings, you know, with the board and the chairman, everything uh, uh, during July. But but to be honest with you, I want to I want to stay in the men's football. Um, that's my priority right now, uh, and this is where I want to be. So, so, so great support here from from from, from the Scottish affairs world for the women's football, and um, I think the game get bigger and bigger. When I'm watching, you know the the, the English Super League as well, you know uh, with the women's, uh, it's it's amazing, you know what? Because Sky is doing really well, you know, and putting big better big money into the game as well. So, so yeah, they are, they are athletes now. They are, they, are, they are professional players. So that's good. Yeah, it's all getting better. But at the minute, you are a coach with Dundee. Previously, you'd said working uh, in the academy at Andre Villas-Boas's Marseille as well, which would have been a good experience. And I'm sure yes. you know, you're very focused on the work that you have to do with Dundee. But if you'll indulge me for just one last time, because this is actually the, the last question. You know, you've mentioned... 
10 years kind of um, coaching before you get the, the, the licenses and stuff, you have a bit of a plan. You mentioned, you don't know, maybe two or three years from now and, and you know, discussions you've had in the past with Gerard Houllier about your intentions to, to manage. So you sound like you've got a bit of a, a plan. If I can kind of put you on the spot and ask you, do you have a, you know, a five-year plan, a, a, a 10-year plan? Where do you see yourself? Where would you like to be um, managing, coaching, um, managing in England, managing I think in you, France. I think you always need to to have a plan, you know, to get a plan in your mind. Um, now, yes, now of course I've got a plan in my mind. Um, I have a meeting, you know, with my family, but with my agent as well, you know, regarding the next uh, the next two three years, um, and of course uh, in five years time as well. Um, I'm forty years old now. Uh, now I'm coaching since 2012. Um, had a great experience, especially as well with Michael Bill, uh, because uh, I learned a lot from Michael Bill uh, from the first in football. You know, during our time with Glasgow Rangers, not always only at the training ground, but off the training ground. But I had a meeting with him you know, regarding the tactical aspect, the qualification of the roles. Um, so now I feel ready, um, but I want. To pass my pro license this year, so so finger cross would be in the UK uh, this year, and after we see, um, who knows? Um, I think the first job is important, or be part of the first team staff, you know, first team football again, uh, be a first team manager, or you know, this kind of job. But yes, uh, if the question is, would you like Greg to stay in the UK? Uh, I would say one person, yes. First and foremost, I want to coach and I want to manage in the UK. Um, this is where I see myself. My family just enjoy, you know, the lifestyle. Um, <laughs> maybe sound crazy because we come from the south of France, you know. So, but we just we just love, you know, the the the, the lifestyle. We just enjoy the where where we are right now. And um, and so I was close as well, you know. Gerald wanted me to go to New York Red Bulls um, two years ago. Um, had a strong meeting long meeting with him um about you know to go to, to red bulls uh but that's that's the past but yes um i want to stay in, uh, in the uk if if i've got an, an opportunity maybe to go back to france we'll see but right now yeah my mind is uh, my focus would be in the uk okay well if you get another uh, offer from the mls we i personally as a as a someone in california yeah. i guess would be rooting for a west coast club as opposed to an east yeah. coast club like um like new york yeah. especially we're speaking about south of france compared to, to england if you want the good weather come over to the know, yeah. to the east to the west I coast i should say um I know, I know. but uh and i you know you don't have to comment on this a, at all but uh especially you know you talk about steven gerrard and, and michael beale but uh you know if if an opportunity does come your way in the premier league you might have some good contacts these days obviously they've recently <laughs> moved to to Aston Villa, but again, you know, you don't have to mention anything about that. We'll we'll see what happens. What happens happens. You know, St- Steven is a is a clever man. He knows the football, uh, you know, uh, from up and down. Right now, uh, he's got I think the perfect people around him. Aston Villa. Uh, I'm talking about Gary Mack, Tom, Jordan, Michael Bill, um, and he he knows uh, he knows who I am. Um, I had a good chat with him as well. Um, so at the moment, um, I think uh, I need to improve myself. I need to work hard to be better. 
and then after who knows we never know so but at the moment he's got the perfect people around him so so that's the most important thing well yeah no he looks you know two wins from two i think it is in the premier league off to a great start um no doubt that he'll be a a massive success just like he was (laughs) at, at rangers but that is all that we have time for today. So I want to say a very, very big uh, thank you from me and from Joe, who sadly wasn't able to, to co-host for this episode, to Gregory for joining me. Um, I really, yeah, and hope that you enjoy being our guest. Uh, before we end, how can our listeners best follow you and everything that you're up to? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you can follow me on the Vignal Greg uh, Twitter, you know. So Vignal Greg, and uh, you will see uh, everything. I've been quiet the last few weeks um, because I've been so busy you know, with Dundee. Just as uh, an hour 30, you know, three hours each day traveling. <laughs> so, mm. so sometimes when I am back home, you know, I'm just <laughs> tired. And, uh, but we, we never switch off, you know, as a, as a coach. But yeah, you can follow me on my Twitter account, you know, and you will see uh, what we are doing. And I uh, just wish you, you know, all the best. Uh, thank you very much for tonight. And if I've got the, 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 the time and if I am around, I will come to see you, of course, uh, you know, on the West Coast. Uh, it will be a pleasure for me to meet you. And thank you very much for, for, for tonight and for your attention. I really appreciate it. No, likewise. Thank you very, very much, Gregory. The pleasure was all mine. Uh, definitely, yeah, if you make it out here to Los Angeles, I can show you around the city, uh, maybe grab a drink or something like that. Good luck uh, with everything that you're up to at Dundee. Thank you. Thanks again, Gregory. To all of our listeners, Thanks. if you enjoyed this interview, Please do follow us wherever you can. Just look for United Mates Football Podcast. You can find us the same way on YouTube if you feel like putting some faces to these voices. Don't forget to click that subscribe button while you're at it. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, we are at United Mates FP. So give us a follow there. And then for all of that content and more in one place, visit the website. That's unitedmatesfp.com. Until next time, everyone, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Goodbye. <laughs>